versus honeybee. Oh yeah. <laughs> Got everyone's station here, and in this video, I'm gonna show you how to do the basics. If you know me by name, and are watching this, then you know me as a local fearless. No, I'm not talking about no fearless. No fearless. That's yeah. never happened. This one? The winner is this Funko Pop. Focus on the top. Keep it locked. I'll be seeing in 3D the whole weekend. Extracting all the depth out of every decision I observe. A monkey business. And this is the pilot. The seven golden letters. Here it is, the official Seven Golden Letters debut episode. Yeah, that's Seven Golden Letters. It's our podcast. In other fighting games, it's perfect. The kind of exclamation point adjective that we want our podcast to be. Who knows if we'll get it right on our first try. Last night, the premiere of the Seven Golden Letters podcast featuring myself, Monkey Business, and my dear friend, Station. As me, Station. Uh, yes, uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody for the pre-support uh, that we've gotten before our even debut episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bear with us. We're both learning this. It's a learning process for the both of us, but we just want to put something out that you guys will enjoy. We still blasted out those promos, and, uh, you know, I mean, we, we're coming into a live chat already. I see, mm -hmm. I see we got Shadow Payaso, the Tickle of Doom, <laughs> some other folks. Yeah, so I just want to say one thing real quick. Um, we'll be live here at 7 Golden Letters every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, the VODs will be uploaded to our YouTube channel at mm -hmm. Seven Golden Letters. Yeah, we're going to take care of the curation. YouTube will be great. Everything time-stamped and chapter-coded for you for, the, for those people that don't follow live as often. Right. And yeah. um, for audio listeners, this is on Spotify along with Apple and Google Podcasts, too. So yeah. we're, uh, we're, we're here to support the fans in whichever way you need to see it. Yes, or uh, support them or make them. With our with our wonderful production, our uh, keen insight, <laughs> our valuable experience that we hope to be sharing tonight and every week. That's right. All right, so let's just get into it. Right, yeah. this week is a pretty juicy week. But the first thing we want to talk about, we got two new characters for both Street Fighter Five and Guilty Gear Strive. Yeah, this is the low hanging fruit, right? It's the warm up. You know, who doesn't want to talk about new right. characters in a fighting game? Always right. the most exciting thing. Right. So, um. Tell me a little bit about Luke, the new character in Street Fighter V, mm -hmm. Luke. Yeah, so uh, what struck me immediately was the joy in his animation. He he actually always kind of looks like he doesn't fully know what he's doing, but he's fully committing his body to whatever he's doing. I was always real impressed with uh, the animation. And watching him play and uh, playing around with him a little bit myself, I was struck by... The, the pure size and cancelability of these normals, man. Huge ass buttons on this character. I mean, he's a big guy, right? He's actually probably like the 10th blonde big dude in Street Fighter history and also an American. So like in terms of roster diversity, at first I wasn't really feeling him. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I was like, oh, wow, this guy kind of looks like yeah. Alex in his other stoner costume. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. Uh, like 
for my initial reaction was like just about the design because that's yeah. all you see at first and i was like dude this guy looks kind of whack i'm not yeah. gonna lie yeah but, but then he so sold, he sold, sold it to me with his big smile mm -hmm. his voice actors all happy and excited for everything that he says right yeah the thing i kind of noticed too is getting into like his animations and stuff is i feel like he he's kind of like a little goofy like yeah. his jump animation is really goofy it reminded me of oh, like yeah. sora from yeah. kingdom hearts <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. he's got like big shorts and shoes so he just kind of looked like big mma fighter sora to me he actually doesn't even do a flip for his jump and it's a super shallow quick jump arc he, mm -hmm. he jumps like he's like uh the, the nearest comparison i have is charlotta in grand blue fantasy versus who has a very shallow short quick jump that's harder to anti-air I actually think Luke's jump is harder to anti-air, but he doesn't even want to spend much time there because his air options are just conventional jump-ins. It's really about the huge grounded buttons and the fantastic cancelability to his fast projectile, which is more of like a, a laser shot, like right. a gunshot, than it is a fireball. Mm -hmm. But that makes it even better for clashing against fireballs and other projectiles. Um, it's called a sand shot, right? Yeah, sand shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, e sand shot. EX sand shot. He just shoots right through things and will win like wars instantly and get the knockdown on ex yeah. so that's that's like a normal fireball motion right it's yep. not a charge quarter circle so, forward yeah that, that's one thing that it kind of is like different it's like it looks like that would be a charge move that's yeah the way he throws it out but it's not it's just a normal fireball yeah and it has the power of a charge move just in how strong it is because right. i think it's like a fantastic anti-zoning tool he wants to use it to discourage other people from using their best zoning tools while he literally walks or dashes in both walk and dash are not anything to write home about at all. Um, how's, his, how's his walk speed? It's interesting in that it's almost like an Injustice 1 walk. Oh, so it's terrible. Terrible <laughs> at first, but he accelerates oh, later. Okay, okay. He gets faster if he continues walking. Okay, that's interesting. And that kind of fits his, his momentum theme, which is that uh, in both of his V-triggers, 1 and 2, which are both 2-bar V-triggers, already shaping up to be wonderful in the meta, right? Two bar V triggers, you can't ask for anything better. Um, if he is being successful, if he's landing hits while in V trigger, his V timer actually refills. Oh, okay. So that's pretty, that's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah, seriously about that momentum to that extent. I mean, he's a win more character for the triggers anyway. And if he gets hit, he starts losing the triggers. Mm -hmm. So... Would you consider him more of like an offensive character? Absolutely offensive. Really? Yeah, yeah. See, because yeah. the way that I've been, I've just been like watching, and a lot of people play him kind of just like a show, though. You know, yeah, they totally. throw the fireballs and they they wait for the jump, they DP the jump, and then you know, Street Fighter Five, the corner pressure is just like pretty yeah. strong in general. So, and the Oki, so yeah. But then, uh, like, he does have the the Shoto toolkit of the fireball and the DP, and even a pretty strong regular normal anti air on Crouch Fierce. Okay. Um, but he, where where I think his design shines and where developers put all of their spec points into his strengths was the reward he gets on conventional hits with his elite, like absolutely top tier regular damage off of conversions, even outside of trigger. I mean, um, it's a elbow slash or something or okay. elbow chop. Um, his quarter circle back punch move is unbelievable. You can cancel into it and partially charge it off his mediums okay. and heavies. Oh yes, I have seen that. Yeah, and that it, that can be it can be plus, right? Yeah. Is so that the on, I'm thinking of there's it? a there's a, all the different versions have totally different functions. Okay. Um, light and medium are uh, mostly kind of beginning the combo tools. Off of medium hits, you can charge the light up to get a nice launcher, 
on regular hits, and it's kind of like a high execution thing. You you do it, and you uh, are rewarded for like labbing the shit out. It took me okay. a while in combo trials even to actually get his stuff down. Mm. Um, and then on his the heavy version of uh, elbow slash or flash or whatever mm-hmm. is plus unblocked by default. Full screen, advancing, mid. Yeah, super big. I yeah, see. and if you charge that, it's plus two. If you use V-Skill 1, which is just like a conventional, you know, I'm all warmed up, like right, Alex yeah. thing, then all those moves become their charge versions by default. Okay. And the charge version becomes wild. Charge heavy <laughs> is plus four and frame traps into his fierce and his crouch fierce. That's interesting. Yeah, and he's, uh, he stays right on top of you. Got, he can always reach with good meaties after his throws because okay. of his heavy kick, right? Which can be spaced to be plus one. He's only a four-frame character, so okay. three framers can contest. But he does no have problem. the DP. So he does have the DP. Does have a DP? Yeah. So would you say he's like a Shota? What would you uh, characterize? Him um, as? it's like they redesigned Alex to be a Shoto. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he's like a, this like brawler type. Totally. Character. Yeah, like a bruiser. I felt at home playing him as a sole bad guy player because. I was building up a ton of gray life and chip and uh, building stun sequences and then doing obscene damage on stun because just like Alex after stun, right, you do V-Skill, you do a combo that does way more damage than anyone else in the entire game. And, uh, I mean, the opponent usually is dead by like 88 seconds left on the clock if a round goes your way. And he, I mean, he can stick to you like Lou. He, after every knockdown... He can dash and be in throw range. So the strike throw is immediately present. All the like Street Fighter Five meta defining qualities that you want is uh are there. And he's um he just feels very complete even despite the simplicity. You know, there's nothing really complicated, but he's just totally satisfying. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Um yeah. so where would you where do you think he's gonna along with the other cast members? Only thing he's lacking to me, especially for his design, is the three frame. But he's got anti zoning, um, very strong movement with the specials. Like I was right, talking yeah. about that heavy elbow, yeah, it just goes I've across seen, the screen. Uh, I was watching Justin Wong, and he like yeah. had a, a chip out situation, and he just did did that canceled right into. Yes, and it was just like he's like, dude, that's so fast, you can't react to it, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So... Imagining the chip out that happens because you got the plus on block version. And then got to continue building the gray life into another series of elbow and then super. And it's like, wow, you're doing like Akuma level chip in VT1, but not even with trigger needed. And uh, I mean, yeah, like anybody that wants to pick him up, just start anti-airing people with with Crouch Fierce, even without DP. You know, he's easy to learn. I think that's probably why he's such like an indication of the future of Street Fighter and a look into Street Fighter 6. Because he's going to be simple, effective, uh, ground-based. I mean, if he's an indication of what Street Fighter Six is like, then Street Fighter Six will have a lot of what makes top tiers top tier in Street Fighter Five. <laughs> okay, so what, like the normals, great Oki, Oki. Um, high reward, uh, kind of easy to mitigate risk reward with your with your cancels. And oh, you know what else he has? A cancelable, hit confirmable, low medium kick into oh, a wall bounce move. <laughs> The low that oh, the keeps wall people grounded. Sick! I love the wall bounce. Yeah, so that's the charged medium elbow, and if you get V skill, you can combo that off low medium kick without even needing to charge it. So it's like the most deadly low medium kick, and wall bounces are a hard knockdown in Street Fighter Five. They can't back rise. Not too many have. Yeah, so it's G Ryu. I think uh, uh, I, yeah, Kage has it off of um, 
what's that move? Uh, EX Tatsu in the air or e oh, yeah, yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, no, it's like VT, yeah, VT1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh, and Balrog had it with turnaround punch since season one, but he doesn't have a cross up, so there's no mix he can right, do. Yeah. I was talking about this on the timeline earlier, how funny it is that Balrog still just doesn't have a cross up. And it's actually like such a distinct weakness because there's situations where characters are moving around below you with like slides or advancing specials, and you're not sure which side they're going to land on, but you want to avoid it by jumping. You fall with a cross up in those situations. <clears throat> Balrog just can't do it. He, he just hard commits. Yeah. Poor thing. Balrog is, uh, he's still like a super. Yeah, exactly. And, and just cranks out damage. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, got that going for him. But man, they gave Urien a cross up. They just didn't give it to Rog. <sighs> Crazy. So, tier list, where do you think you. Mid, high, mid, A plus. Low, a plus. A plus tier? Yeah, okay, so yeah. that high, mid. Yeah, I mean, low, I, top tier. Fitting in with like uh, <clears throat> the characters that you can main on their own and reliably contest in any tournament without feeling limited. Um, so I would put that, that that's like the, just below like the Zeku, like, like top, top 10, top okay. six, you know, I think Zeku's actually top five. I was going to say, I was like, I don't know if Zeku is. Yeah. My, my Street Fighter five tier list knowledge is not very high. Yeah. I play Cammy and I know she's good. That's all I got. Yeah, if, <laughs> if I had the the characters in front of me on the screen, I I could probably do a better job. But that's not entirely the focus of the segment. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering, how, like, what yeah. you thought the strength of the. Yeah, I immediately like a lot of players that you'd expect to pick him up. Like even Itazan in Japan is uh is playing him um and like just wowing me with the stun sequences. Daigo beat the hell out of Bonchan with the character, and Bonchan was playing Karen, his main, and just wow. got sauced by Daigo's, by Luke's Daigo. That's Excuse awesome. me, Daigo's Luke. It's Daigo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only person with a Daigo in Street Fighter V is Akira with her older brother, Daigo. Yeah. <laughs> VT, VT1. Okay. Really strong trigger, yeah, too. I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with all uh, this whole season. If you want to see... Akira at her best, you watch Momochi in Japanese Street Fighter League. I'll have to tune in. The Daigo mix is insane. It's like, he, oh, he, she, al she the, always does 50% yeah, off trigger, Daigo. Right? The v yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch so, Daigo's mix. Yeah. Um, that's pretty interesting, though. So Luke seems like a pretty solid character. Yeah, yeah, right off the gate. You know, I, I, um, I hope he's the same in Street Fighter 6. That'll be a distinct yeah. advantage. Yeah, and that, that's one thing, too. That So Street Fighter 6 is... There's three characters, or, or not announced, but like for sure in the game. I, and this is what I heard. I heard it. Was, I, I have no idea. It was Ryu, Chun Li, and Luke. That makes sense, though. Those, those are like the I I forget where I heard that from. You it know, the was, first maybe Red Bull. Okay. Maybe, um, some other some other turn. I heard Ryu, Chun Li, and confirmed for the story. You know, I think Ryu is uh, Ryu and Chun are always the the icons now. Um, Street Fighter Five was the first game where they were actually the first two revealed. Apparently, for four and for older entries, it was Ryu and Ken. But I'm kind of glad Ken's taking a backseat from poster boy status because everyone knows Chun's the real icon. Mm -hmm. like, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, the The Fortnite model that had the biggest budget on it was definitely Chun Li for the entire Street Fighter cast. <laughs> And Guile and Cammy, 
Dude, Giles. They, they got done dirty. God. Giles is so bad. Dude, I love I love the Guile. She took the kids, Guile. Oh, yeah. what is that? It's I mean, it's just that face he looks oh, with, right, with yeah. his thousand yard stare in on the Fortnite model. He just looks like hell. <laughs> yeah, that is just like dude. I like forget that that happened. And one day my little cousin came over here and I had the the Chun Li's up and he was like, Oh, Chun Li. I was yeah. like, Oh, cool. You know who Chun Li is? He's like, I have that skin in Fortnite. And I was just like Definitely no. first time experience <laughs> yeah. too. And you think about it, the 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 dedication that the Fortnite devs had and the love and respect they had for Chun to the extent that they actually gave her not just like a Chun Li muscular unbelievable ass, but literally fatter than any Street Fighter game has ever had it be. That's uh that's impressive. Literally, like I you cannot to, believe you have to give respect to the Fortnite devs for that one. Because <laughs> they didn't do it for Cammy. They did the opposite for her. Yeah, and that's um that's that's disrespectful. I think it's a disservice to the character. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but we got a little off, we got a little off track there with uh, talking about Luke. So yeah, let's move on to uh, the next character, Happy Chaos. It's not a Fortnite cast. <laughs> not a Fortnite cast. Different game. Different game. Uh, really odd character. Yeah, totally. Uh, um, so this character as a whole just has this unique mechanic where his heavy slash isn't like a normal. It's just this. It's basically like a special move. That he can press at any time. This no, this is what it is. It's an injustice trait. I was gonna say that shit. <laughs> I was literally waiting to cut trait. you off to say he's got a trait button. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally on the circle button the on a pad button, by default. Yeah. It is the trait button. Yeah. So it's yeah. Batman's trait. Yeah, basically. Or Sinestro, actually, from Injustice One. Yeah, so he can Zap. he can he gets a free hit at any time that he's doing anything. Um there's like one one time I think when he can press it is when he a little roll move. Yeah. Um but if he's in, if he's comboing you, he can do it. If he's jumping, he can do it. If he's running, he can do During it. During his normals, he can he do can it. He can do it. Yeah. Any any time this character can press his, his heavy slash button and, and get a free hit, so it, it really makes a lot of like offensive options for this character, like then combos to create mm -hmm. setups, to, uh, different block strings, and any yeah. kind of thing. It's completely unexpected. Like that character could have literally nothing be plus on block but he can always enforce the threat of continuing a string just by throwing a gunshot in there the only so it's literally more important for us as people fighting against happy chaos to just be watching his gun meter and his focus meter than it is for him to be watching his right, meter. yeah definitely it's kind of similar to like uh like the nago blood yes you gotta know when he's gonna pop it's you gotta know when he's low on bullets low on Focus? Yeah, yeah focus, focus or concentration. Concentration. One of, yeah. one of the two. Yeah. Either way. But yeah, it's super important for him. Um, I really think that different. What, what's different between Nago and Chaos's uh, meters and resource management? I mean, obviously Chaos has two, but I think the Nago player has to do a better job of watching out for themselves while it's, the onus is on the opponent of Chaos to be watching the bullets I mean, like, of course, you if you're playing the Nago matchup at high level, you you use burst, for example, when he's doing an expensive combo to try to make him pop before right. you can reduce his blood gain from using SSS yeah. or close SH or 6H. But like a happy chaos player, I feel like especially at launch, 
They're just going to be chaotically pressing that H yeah. wherever the hell they yeah. want. It's, and they're going to be running out of ammo exactly, and needing to reload. Exactly, yeah. So we have to take advantage of that now before they optimize. Yeah, it, in this character, dude, this character is going to take a long time, I think. Yeah. He's got so many. He's got negative edge options with the, yeah. with the gun. Um, you know, blue RC stuff will always keep coming out. So uh-huh. he's going to take a long time, I think, to optimize. But, but I think he's the type of character that uh, once you optimize him, he's going to be like, one of the best characters, no matter what, you know, he can overcome yeah. anything because just has so many crazy options. Yeah, there's a couple things he needs to work to overcome himself, like the fact that his run speed is among the worst in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, of characters with a run, I think his is the slowest. But he has a free attack yeah. while he's running at you. All the time. With and- zero... Um, cancellation to his movement or, yeah. or startup or anything. Yeah, I mean, it's like where Elfelt players actually had to aim their shots when the reticle came on screen, they moved it around with the with left sniper. Right? Yeah, that was yeah. literally, they, they were playing the shooter, but Happy Chaos is not playing a manual shooter. He's playing like a top-down shooter, and the reticle just appears on the screen, and they don't have to aim. They just hold down the shoot button, and then the reticle slowly gets more and more on target. Um, so no no manual aiming needed. We Everybody's talking about the gun mechanic, of course, but I still think the best thing about Happy Chaos is that his jump dust is a backwards jump in yes, attack. Yeah, yeah. It's literally it kind of looks thing. like, a, like a, there's a Street Fighter character that has like a very similar... Oh, maybe like Guile or I something. I think Fang has a backwards jump in. Fang, yeah, Fang's yeah. jump roundhouse is just yeah. like that, yeah. He just turns around. Yeah. But, and so you use it... Before you cross over the opponent with an air dash, you press that, and then it'll be like an instantaneous cross-up on a mm-hmm. character who already has a role that switches sides on you and can go through you, and uh, like possible mix using the role to cross over while like a, a gunshot super is above his head. He also, don't forget, he also has the uh, command normal jump uh, 2K. Yes. With the like instant Chun-Li stomp type yeah, thing. Yeah, Belial kind of had it in Grand Blue too, a very similar function where he bounces off of them. I've seen that already employed to make full screen corner carry combos like all the way down across the screen and with wall break. Basically, I mean, with, with a lot of ammo, he wall breaks at will, yeah. which means he gets tension pulse and positive bonus at will. Right. And, and that that just like kind of um, goes on to his game because then he, then he can do the super where he gains like the ultimate focus. Yes. Where it goes down super slow or regains fast. That super is a V trigger activation. Yeah, that's basically exactly what it is. Yeah. It's uh, he just like enhances himself. So he's freaking od <laughs> and he can and he can do it off of normals and combo into it yeah yeah and, that's yeah, crazy plus yeah. as well on block oh I so close close s into concentration super is like plus five on block plus 10 on hit and of course with full concentration and presumably good ammo the opponent's in a terrifying situation or they're taking a wall break combo yeah so that's 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 like I feel like that's probably like the first step of optimizing this character is when people are doing the the focus combos and like confirming that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh focus combo into like plus on block crazy block string or yeah. into uh hit confirm basically. Yep. And also the the gun's shot super that hits anywhere on the screen that's pretty fast. Also reloads his bullets, too. Yeah. He canonically needs bullets to be doing that super, and it just fills up all of them. <laughs> uh, so one super does concentration, the other does bullets. Reloading, just one shot at a time, is insanely fast. Yeah, it is fast. He, like, just, like, kind of, you yeah. know. Well, I mean, just one, he's like, 
and he's done. Oh, just one bullet. You're saying, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. you could you, do like two S and a reload. Yeah, it's almost like a uh, like um like a stance cancel basically. Yeah. Where like just pull it out and put it away real fast. But... Yeah. So I really don't think bullets are going to be a problem as much as concentration. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so either because he basically just confirms into super, mm. recharges the bullets right away. So any juggle into fire. Uh, Leaves them far away. Good knockdown oh, time. Fire. Yeah, reload. I forgot about that. And that's Steady just aim a, as well. Yeah, that's just the 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 fireball is just like a a free like if you don't want to. Yeah. You're talking about curse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking about or no? Uh, no, I wasn't talking about curse. Um, I was just talking about the idea of like a uh, sending them full screen with steady aim bullets and then just quickly you get to reload even more than just one bullet at that point. You know, it's oh, just not okay, to be right. a concern. But curse also makes your auto aim function faster. Mm-hmm. Your bullets in general less likely to miss. Um, RNG won't be betraying you as much. Yeah, that, that's something that's pretty weird is like his RNG mechanic with like, because he pulls out the gun and he's like, he's not focused on you right away. Yeah. And it takes it like a, a second to, to lock onto you to where it'll hit you. But if you have that, that fireball curse, then it locks on a lot faster. So yeah. That's like a, a really unique mechanic that I, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. I still, though, the first thing I did, I went full screen. And I just tried to, I tested the RNG and on my like second or third attempt of just mashing the H button at full screen, all five of my shots still landed. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, it can, it can be really, really funny sometimes. Yeah. So uh, RNG typically something I'm not a fan of in fighting games, but yeah. I feel like Guilty Gear has like kind of nailed it. Yeah. So where it, Faust really nailed yeah, it. Yeah. I was going to say Faust, he's really the, the epitome I feel of RNG. And, and yeah, let me, let me speak to the people real quick. Faust oh. didn't nail it <laughs> until Strive Faust. Okay? Faust, in all other Guilty Gear games, just has completely reliable, functional, amazing offensive rushdown tools. The best dive kick in the whole franchise history. Uh, and, um, like, air stall mechanics. Easy, easy, uh, dominant normals. The best footsies in the game. Right? Then Strive Faust is like, Let's actually try and capture like the chaotic spirit of RNG and make that character defining. We're going to give him items that can hurt him sometimes. Items that also the opponent can interact with and will often suddenly find themselves interacting without even really knowing how they work. Like Trumpet and the Stampede. Right, exactly. Every Faust player is like, oh, Trumpet sucks. The opponent always gets it. (laughs) You have the best air movement and air options in this entire game you're floating above the stampede you're lying about that every bad faust player in the world just lies about items being bad in this game you can watch apology man at kumite annihilate everybody and be the closest person all day to beating gobo just just uh watch how he'll always change what he's doing dramatically at a moment's notice in accordance with whatever item he gets yeah, I feel like that is the 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 level difference of Faust players, right? Yeah. Some Faust players just like spam items and 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 don't yeah. react to what item they're getting, you know? Yeah. Well, or... it, it's a it's a shit show in Strive because uh, as soon as he, let's say you get hit by an anvil and you get knocked down, he gets an, a window then because you messed up once you didn't see one anvil. He's tossing so so many items, and every Faust player is more acclimated to dealing with items than any Faust opponent. So yeah, he I mean he's seen the 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 situation a billion times more than you have. Yeah. How often do you see Faust in the game? Not yeah, very, seriously. Not very. But Faust players <laughs> see him but, every time. Exactly. So <laughs> and the character's built to manipulate 
the item trajectories. Like he'll he'll hang out and float in the air when there's a stampede on the ground. He can avoid the bomb on the ground by just air dashing and swimming up there. And uh, he's got like um, his teleport, right? Where he scarecrows. Mm, That's like fast teleport RC with bombs on either side is an actual unreactable full combo cross up 50-50. You get... get, for lack of a better term, you get screwed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, like, uh, you know, there are these clown Faust players. They're like, items just suck in Strive. I don't know what I'm doing. Loust, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, nah, dude. Apology Man tells the truth, and every Nage clip I've ever seen also tells the truth. That you just really have to embrace the items in this game and in this game only. And in other Guilty Gears, every Faust player just looked the same. Yeah. So we got a little off track. I needed to talk about that. <laughs> that was uh, uh, expect to see many of uh, rants like that. But we were talking about Happy Chaos here, and we didn't get to talk about the most broke thing about him. So for you guys at home, I have a couple clips here that I want to show you guys. So let's see how professional of a of a stream runner I am. Perfect. Wow, right to it. Yeah. So let's see here. Pause. So here we go. Ah, yeah, there's the ice clone. Yeah, here it is, here it is. (laughs) Look at that knee. Happy Chaos. This is the first one I see, right? Sorry for the quality, but... uh, So he puts the clone out, right? And it's kind of like a pose where it gets a free hit. And you're like, okay, that's pretty good, whatever. But then you see this. In front of the clone... It just frustrates me. He's not even blocking. I don't even understand. He's just standing there. How does that scientifically work? (laughs) So How does the sword not hit the thing in front first? (laughs) So then you get situations like this. Again, sorry for the quality. That's just 2D knockdown. Run in front. Do a meaty close slash DP and you still block it. So that was actually me as the the training dummy there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally what I do all day on this game and nobody stops me. So, so I just wanted to point that out because that is just mind boggling. Like, I, I don't even know how, like, what is the, the coding that, that allows that to happen because it's just not right. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> we, uh, we were talking about happy chaos, obviously earlier, like, you know, minutes ago, we did a little over we, we talked about gun. We talked about JD as a cross up. We didn't even want to talk about that clone. Cause it, it's just too it's much just for like me inf- to think about yeah, right it's, now. It's, it scares me. It's. Like you hope that that wasn't intentional, you know? Yeah. It. it uh, I don't. I don't even know like how you can. If that was an intentional decision in the game, like it definitely those was. people need to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see how it works out, obviously. But like the way it works out in training mode right now is very scary for me as a soul bad guy fan and uh, and player. Because I mean, like, what am I gonna do if I don't have wake up DP? I mean, will that beat my wake up tyrant rave? All two hits, is Tyrant and super? Rave. Yeah, that's super. It will, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think maybe the first hit will die, and then my second hit will still come out. Maybe, but, which... but by that point, he can block. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's just like, I don't know. I hope they like hot fix that pretty soon, because otherwise that is just going to be such a hassle to deal with. And that's listen, never hot fixed. That, they're proud of that design. That's their intention. <laughs> Dude, they are not. Yeah. They can't be. Yeah. Um, You know what? They're They're... If anything, the most like uh, unique elements of designs in Guilty Gear usually end up getting buffed. You know, like, mm. like I don't know how you could buff that move any more than it's already functioning, yeah. but somehow it's going to get buffed. <laughs> it gives you a damage buff while yeah. it's out. <laughs> well, one thing, I mean, it does cost Oh, him it takes life. your health? It's like 10%. No, you buff it, you buff it by, it gives you 10, 10 health back. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, that would ridiculous. Shit, I'm a little concerned about that. All right, so happy chaos tier thoughts. What do you think? Strong, weak, middle, too hard? Take them out of the game. I mean, uh, one thing that I thought they might do is uh, make his gun super not an invincible reversal in addition to him not having right, any, yeah. but it just is an invincible reversal. Yeah. So it, I, I feel like that's fine. That's an invincible. Mm-hmm. After seeing the clone thing, it maybe take it away, but it's not I, like fe- you can I wake feel up like with every clone. character should have an invincible super. And that's, that's what it is right now. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, the other limiting factors are the slow movement, but it's not really, I mean, the character is not about movement. It's about the ways that he will, take the game of rock, paper, scissors and disguise it and make it invisible right. to the naked eye yeah. by just adding gunshots at the end of different things. Mm-hmm. And and he has, as long as he has bullets and meter, he has a full screen presence. Yeah. He can go offensive at any time in the, in the, any time in the game, you know, even, you know, this is another thing that I was thinking about. I wonder if there's times like during your opponent's block strings where you can like sneak out a shot and just interrupt it completely, you know? Yeah, um, I noticed whenever you use the gunshot fire and then RC drift, it's never red RC, which adds scaling. It's right, always yeah, BRC, it's, it's blue. That, that's the thing. It has no, it's like, it's like it doesn't exist. It's yeah. so weird. It has it no startup. And... <laughs> it has no recovery. It has no uh, anything. It's a crazy trait. It's trace. just so weird. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, st- I'm, I'm, I literally, I can't wrap my head around it yet, which means it's a good Guilty Gear design, I think. Because yeah. that's the, that's the kind of design energy that guilty gear has always brought to the table mm-hmm. characters that challenge our conceptions of like what's possible in fighting game design and so to to have that still present with happy chaos in the same way that honestly gold lewis did that to me too i was really impressed with the design idea of having a character that just swings disjoints it's his rushdown plan it's his neutral plan it's everything about him is behemoth typhoon and they invented a new special move input system for it any uh, discourse anybody has about inputs adding depth or not to fighting games, I would consult Gold Lewis and the Behemoth Typhoon brilliant design with forcing us to all remember different three number abbreviations for the different Behemoth Typhoons. I don't actually know all of them. You know, I oh, think I don't, uh, I, I, I don't know. I got no idea. I, I don't. I st- I, I should because I'm gonna have to commentate Gold Lewis at some point. Yeah, and what are we gonna just... I'll be like, yeah, that four six eight typhoon. That one I know is the plus one where he swings up like this. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. That's, That's the one they can do four, ten six, times eight, in a row. Like yeah. it's Garada Impacto. You yeah, know? <laughs> you gotta say Garada Impacto the right way every time. I can't do that. Garada Impacto. Garada Impacto. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, I think Gold Lewis or not Gold Lewis. You got me. Happy yeah. Chaos. Definitely, uh, I think he'll be really strong. Potentially yeah. one of the best characters in the game when mastered. Mm-hmm. When that will happen, I don't know. Probably after the game's already out for uh, 10 years and there's another six guilty years ahead of it. Yeah, and by that point, we'll see eight happy chaoses in every top eight that yeah. remains for Guilty Gear Strive. Right. And we'll still be paying attention. We're loyal strivers. <laughs> it's a good game. I like it very much. Yeah, me too. Me 300 too. IQ character, uh, big brain. I actually don't know about that. You don't think so? I think there might be a lot of flailing going on and still starting to success. Off, starting off. Yeah. Starting off would be a lot of noobs playing that, mashing HS. Yeah. But the good, the good, 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 good happy chaos players, 300 IQ. We'll have to see, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's like he's got a lot of bullets in that thing. Seems pretty easy to reload. Yeah. We'll see. A lot of people said Nago was pretty high IQ at first. Dude, he's so high IQ. I still think he is <laughs> can be played to very high IQ, but 
there was this conception that you had to be some kind of like i mean i don't really care about like public like pervasive conceptions about characters very much but early on of course everybody was saying that you know blood rage is so punishing and nago mm -hmm. so difficult but those unique mechanics are figured out by the players so yeah, quickly yeah that's true that's a very good point so yeah we'll see though yeah, uh happy definitely. chaos that's what we got on him luke happy chaos both new characters street fighter guilty gear respectively i do want to say one more thing about happy chaos how about that 6s you know that command normal he uh he lunges oh, so lunges, far yeah. forward That's pretty good. and it's cancelable into all of his amazing moves. Yeah. That you and can, he can actually... get that off of close S and Gatling off of like two K. Mm -hmm. Like his low confirms are huge. Two K success. Yeah. He um he That's can like actually bad guy. he can actually cancel that into like the the big gunshot where he just like steady aim. Skip, steady aim, yeah. Yeah. And that's where like he gets so much damage from. So Yeah. Yeah, command normals are really uh, a defining part of Guilty Gear Strive character designs. And his just works so fluidly. Like literally the reason that I thought Soul was number one in vanilla and in the beta was because, damn, these command normals just work. 5K success, 2K success on crouching. I mean, he's got the same thing going. Yeah, definitely uh, we'll have to see, though. Uh, he is not allowed to be played at CEO this weekend, so we won't see him there, but uh, who knows whenever online tournaments coming up, whatever offlines are next. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll be, he'll be legal by then. So, and uh, he'll be legal, but... Hopefully, we'll have passed some kind of law that states that we can't have any more barefoot, pants-wearing characters in fighting games. Mm -hmm. I know you've been itching to say this. Yeah. <laughs> Running around with Nerf guns that looks like they should be so heavy that he shoots with no recoil or care in He's the world. He's just strong, dude. I guess his wrist is particularly strong <laughs> and his feet are particularly uh, exposed and that allows him to i don't know roll with extra precision or something i don't know man i just hate those feet he's got to put those away it's you're just not a foot guy that's all it is i'm not, I'm not a foot guy no. <laughs> all right but so talking about ceo luke happy chaos not allowed monkey business here going to be commentating so i want to talk to you a little bit about your commentary process like preparation for commentary you know uh first tell me what games you're uh, going to be commentating so it's 10 hours of Street Fighter V across Friday and Saturday Dang. and Sunday. The longest of those blocks is Sunday morning and afternoon where I get top 24 to top 8. Oh, okay. Yes. That, that's going to be fun to commentate. Though. Those are my favorite matches at yeah. every tournament. Yeah, because everybody wants that top 8 match you know, yeah. or, or wants to make it into top 8. You know, They want that. So. Those are the players that are those already are kind of like drafting <laughs> their tweet about making top 8 mm -hmm. for like the three rounds prior, you know? And uh, that block is like four hours, and it's going to be like delicious. Mm -hmm. I, I can't wait for that four one. Four hours. That's not too bad either. Yeah. It's not like you're sitting there for, you know, eight hours at a time. Oh, you know, they'll give us good water. You know, it's it's in Florida. They know to take care of us. CEO always, um, I mean, they've been really excellent at communicating with commentary staff. That's good. Which is why I know that I have my schedule and stuff. I um, feel like that that is... Um, it, it didn't used to be like that, and, and no. it's kind of like changing. About no, it that. used to be uh, show up and put your put the headphones on and begin commentating and look like you're meant to be there. That's <laughs> that's the for, that's how my commentary career got started in mm -hmm. in Buffalo and Toronto and yeah. Boston I mean, I, even. I've done that too. You know, you go yeah. to you go to the regional or the local, and you just like, hey, we need a commentator. All yeah. right, I'll hop on. And that's how you get your experience. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, you know, I feel like that's the best way to start for anyone. For sure. And online tournaments, usually. Offline, yeah. 
I would always prefer starting offline because I think that is an entirely different skill set and task and experience than online commentary, which I found to be lonely and uh, challenging and uh, existential dread inspiring, um, which is interesting because many people have only heard my commentary because of the online commentary I've been able to do over the past two and a half years since the pandemic, really. Right. Online was the only option for most of us. And many commentators have used the pandemic as an opportunity to broaden their horizons and work extra hard to get added to all these different events. And of course, you know, that's a, that's excellent, right? It, it has inspired a whole kind of new generation of commentators who you'll notice on the CEO commentary staff, there's not very many like classic household names, right? Like ultra David, James Chen, Sejam, uh, because a lot of those people, old commentators, right? Mm -hmm. Old, even, yeah, right. You know, Ryan Hunter, <laughs> no, those, those folks, even even people from the Florida. OGs. Yeah, no OGs, right? Right. They have had the time to develop an audience and become like streamers and mm -hmm. kind of diversify their mm -hmm. uh, platforms. Where like this new hungry generation of commentators that came up in this online pandemic thing that that was so inspiring, I guess, for so many of us to have a kind of fresh slate and clean start and equal ground in the commentary field. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been commentating online and we develop a totally different style because we can't react to each other. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's one thing that if you've never commentated before that you don't, uh, you don't realize, especially offline, is is if Monkey Business and I are here, we've commentated stuff together. Mm -hmm. There's like there's there's an an unspoken like understanding of, especially if you do it with someone, the same person, like quite often. There's an mm -hmm. unspoken understanding of of like, okay, you know, I'm I'm gonna say this thing here, and and, and then you're gonna jump in right mm -hmm. after, and yeah, and offline, even if I commentate with someone who I've never met before, there's this 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 unspoken thing of like you can kind of like feel like the energy of when he's gonna uh, allow me my opportunity to jump in. Yeah, and yeah. I could feel you could that be online. looking at them yeah. in periphery. Right, I feel like online, that's definitely you lose it, you know? So. You completely lose it. And in compensation for losing it, what people do, commentating online fighting game tournaments, you know, entering the Discord, or if they're high budget, the VMix call, if anyone's ever worked with that. <laughs> I and never heard of it. Yeah, it's like a $700 software. Oh. Um, you know, I've used it with uh, Ed on Trace Complete and with uh, okay. Vince from Incendium. Okay. Um, Ed had it from some kind of TV company license that he worked for, and I don't know how Incendium got it, but you know, kudos to them because it's a lot cleaner than the Discord experience. Yeah, I could understand um, that. At the same sure. time, I also understand everybody, including myself, not paying seven hundred dollars oh, for yeah. a broadcaster. Kidding so me? yeah, we're I'm FGC not doing that. after all. Yeah, for for real, we're FGC. We're not paying for that, not because we're broke, but because. We pay thousands of dollars to fly across the country to do this thing that we do and have done for 20 years, 30 years for some of these dinosaurs, you know? And, like, I mean, we're flying to CEO, right? Lights, hotels, registration. It's not free, that's for sure. It is not free. It don't, I don't care who it is. If Even if you're, you know, the best player in the world, top player, it's not free. Somebody's paying for it. Yeah, so, like, you know, FGC is not broke. 
We we eat at McDonald's because we're entrepreneurs saving money, you know? <laughs> wow. When I when I make my second place winnings and I get to take my, my girlfriend or a friend out to eat and we go straight to the nearest Wendy's, it's because the rest of that money is going into the flying to CEO fund. That's right. Yeah. Or or the studio setup for the podcast. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we, we definitely spent some money here. And and we also repurposed some things that now look the best they've ever been. <laughs> all Chun and Cami all together. Yeah, both these Chun Lees I think are from Combo Breaker. The Fortnite crew, the right? Fortnite behind crew, us. yeah. I just yeah. see Guile somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and Ryu. Yes. Yeah. Um uh, continuing on commentary. Yeah, though, back to commentary. We got these lawn winded turn takers. And uh, I wonder, um, maybe out of concern, right? Like with a lot of the online centric commentators coming into offline, having their, their big shot with CEO and amazing production, you know, live in person cues. Will people immediately and naturally acclimate to the reactive and conversational commentary style of old? Or will they still be kind of having the online habits of talking for 20 seconds at a time and then clearly ending your sentence? so obviously and taking time to end it so obviously so the other commentator can take their turn mm. but man me being a viewer watching online i love all my co-commentators <laughs> i love all of you but man i just really wish we could actually be be like in the presence of one another talking and i wish in the when i'm watching too that the commentators i'm listening to could sound like they were conversationally talking but it's just not mm -hmm. possible when you're trying to anticipate when somebody finishes talking more yeah. than actually feeling it and reacting yeah. to it because no matter what online there's going to be some form of delay right yeah. it's so, like a full second of latency on discord and you you of course we all know this unblockable right this horrible unblockable when you assume that somebody's done talking you take the initiative you speak and then you both talk over each other for a full five seconds at a time, nobody gets it. Yeah, it, it's either you're talking over each other, you know, because you can't tell, because, you know, you're focused on the game or whatever, or um, you think they're done and they're not, and then they start talking in, and then you both stop because you're like, oh, we're talking over each other. So it's just a, a it's back bad. and forth, a back and forth of just the worst ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like you were saying, I'm pretty excited for... Uh, this like new era, I guess, of commentators to see what they can bring to mm -hmm. uh, back to offline and 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 how they'll adapt. I guess you know. Yeah, a lot of them, my my close friends. I mean, I I did a ton of online commentator commentary over the past two years. I I'm getting to do a street fair block with my good friend Brad somewhere in a in like the top ninety six region. Brad and I commentated a lot of Casa, and then he's doing the top eight. And yeah, I know him. I know he had some good offline experience before the pandemic as well um, in the Boston region. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm on that too. I've got uh, I've got MK11 top 96 with Big D. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah dude, I, I've always liked that guy. Big D, yeah, he's a yeah. He, he's a fun guy. I like um, charisma. Very, yeah, yeah. Big muscles on him too. <laughs> <laughs> you could uh, just just if you like don't if the game's boring, just bring up Back for Blood and he'll go off. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, his, yeah, that's yeah. like his thing right now. He just I always see him on Twitter tweeting Back for Blood. So. I wanna I wanna catch up with him about Back for Blood, but unfortunately, all I know right now is Left for Dead. I'm still kind of a, a boomer uh, in that respect. Yeah, which is uh, I just need a computer that can run Back for Blood. Yeah, th those those uh, game types are not not for mm -hmm. me, but I do also have Grand Blue Top Forty Eight. I think. Okay. Um, 
with my 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 good friend uh, Zero Syndicate. Oh, um, I've heard of him. Yeah, he uh, he he wears big funny glasses like me. <laughs> they have like a scrolling electric text. Okay, I definitely yeah. have seen that. Yeah, and uh, you know, he and I played some Guilty Gear the other day. Uh, part of part of this thing, and I, I introduced him to Soul Six H with a bunch of exclamation points afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that normal. Um, I'm talking about Guilty Gear, of course. I'm not commentating any Guilty Gear, even though That's, it's on my mind all the yeah, time. Everybody wants their their foot in that Guilty Gear commentary. The, uh, yeah. Guilty Gear right now is probably like the big game. Yep. Uh, which, which is why I'm happy to give relief for Street Fighter and MK mm-hmm. and Grand Blue, which I have years of experience in all of them combined. I mean, like 20, literally Street Fighter Five came out in February of 2016. And I was commentating the first event we had at Game On for the locals, when when Jug won over uh, Shin Lad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, was it Shin Lad then, or was it Andy? It was Shin Lad. Okay. Unless, unless I missed the the Andy tournament. Because I know Andy was crushing. Dude. Yeah, with Ken. Yeah, very yeah, early. Yeah, I missed Mittens. <laughs> yeah, Mittens. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually a super good Kai player in Guilty Gear. Yep. Whenever he plays, you know. Yeah. 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 He was untouchable in Revelator. I, uh, I, I actually, I, I don't think I ever hit him. <laughs> I played, I've also played zombie in it. Him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kai was definitely my dad when I was playing Sin against Andy. And uh, similarly, like, there's that person you just play like dozens of sets in and literally never beat them. Mm-hmm. That's, That's awesome. also zombie with me with Axel. Can't wait Zombies. to somehow play Strive against him and just yeah. win because he doesn't play. Right. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. That's the 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 comeback feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Back to uh, what we were saying about commentary, though. So I kind of had this thing where I was like breaking commentaries or commentators down into like three different types, I'd say. Yeah. Um, so I'd say there's like uh, one of the main types is like an intellectual type of commentator. So that's like James Chen, Ultra David Sajam. And they're the ones that kind of like like break down like what's happening in the game, you know, the specific situation, what their options mm-hmm. are, why they did this thing. Yeah, talking about player decisions and player influence and exactly. how they're influencing each other. And that gives you some kind of basis to predict things like and make conjecture about what will happen. Someone who's really, really good at doing that, Sajam. Yeah, he, uh, he'll just literally point out an interesting interaction where there's potential for something to change as the players make different decisions, mm-hmm. predict what could possibly happen next, and then it happens, and you feel rewarded for having it pointed out to you. Mm-hmm. I, I try to use that, that everywhere. Right. When I see like a post-block situation with an interesting combination of frame data and spacing, I uh, I know the character's tools pretty well in every game I play, right? So I just make an estimation as to when interactions can happen. And when I see them actually happen the way I predict, I feel so good, and I know the viewers right. do too. It's just like uh, you made, you know, you made a sick read in, yeah. in the game, right? It's it's the same thing, except it's the commentator making the read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you never commit too hard, you know. Yeah, you can't. You don't want to sound like this is what I would have done, and yeah. they'll do it. I'm next. gonna wake yeah. up, jump air SPD right now. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. it would have worked, but, yeah. <laughs> right, but right, like, right. yeah, you can't do something too crazy like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it, it gives an indication when somebody's good at doing that that they're also just good at the game. Um, right, yeah, exactly. Sajam is a, a very strong player. Yeah. Uh, we don't see him compete ever because he's always on the mic. Yep. But as we saw, he got second in that commentator battle. I don't yeah. remember what it was called. Lost but... 3-2 to Ryan Hunter, Axel. Mm, also a really strong player. Yeah, yeah. Another uh, kind of um, canonical commentator, especially in Guilty Gear, what I love about Ryan Hunter, he always for every single character knows the move names 
Uh, he says the move names and it makes you feel like you're a part of like the guilty gear understanding and cultivation of knowledge. And uh, like, you know, it's different, you know, when somebody screams, when Zato lands a command grab and some commentators like, Oh, the command grab yeah. versus dead man's hand. Dead man's hand. It sounds so sick. That's when true. You say I, the I, I'm going to be here right now. I know zero moves in guilty gear by their name. The only one I know, mm. Fukio. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's and, the and only cause, cause, move I know. Cause English Naga was there like, Fukio. Yeah. Fukio. You do it all <laughs> he says time. it out loud. That's the only Fukio. move I know. Just, and he doesn't say anything different for back and or forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. those are the two those are well enunciated you know i yeah. think it's a fighting game character's job to say the move names at least occasionally okay that'll help us as commentators actually pronounce them and You're saying uh, it's include the, the character's the job i think it should be the character's job at All least for right. a few so of game their key dev, moves. yeah game devs you hear this right now make your characters scream the move name we need it <laughs> we we actually need it because everybody knows when Vortex is coming for you, because Soul Bad Guy's down there like, Vortex, Vortex, and it's fucking sick. You can tell he plays with the... <laughs> you can tell he plays with the uh, Korean, or the... Japanese, Japanese super deep. Yeah, he's so hot down there swimming through the channels like, Vortex, And it's it's great when you, you get counter hit out of it by like an Axel 2H on the ground. Okay. And you just hear, this, or, or, or. And no, you get the slowdown. Yeah. yeah. Or, or. <laughs> That's good stuff. And uh, you get those unique voice lines when he kills you with the move mm -hmm. as well. So right. rather than, uh, you know, Volcanic Viper, when he kills you with HS Volcanic Viper, it's Volcanic <laughs> Viper. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, oh my god, bro! Scream the move names. <laughs> it's so important. Hadoken, uh, you know, fuck it. Yeah. Sh Shinku Hadoken. All right. Well, this goes pretty good. Then uh, yeah. we're having a good laugh right now. So what I'd say the next type of commentary is uh, the comedic ones. You yeah. Know? So yeah. Yipes, Ares, Majin Obama, yeah. all those guys. You know, super funny. Always coming up with crazy sayings. They got the nicknames mic. for everything exactly. too. Everything that's ever happened has a nickname. Mm -hmm. um, Yipes coming up with the the basketball players in DBFC when he. Yep. A lot of people tried to steal that. Them. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I, I think of the first one I ever heard was so canon at like NLBC, like week two or something. Android 16 ending the combo and he's like Vince Carter. <laughs> I'm like damn right dude. I, yeah. I I know Vince Carter can dunk not because I watched basketball in the early 2000s but, but because, because I played DBFC. But, but no 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 not because I watched DBFC either because I played the PS2 video game NBA mm. Ballers and Vince Carter's over here with his like 98 stat on dunking oh, and I just nice. played as him exclusively because dunking was busted in that yeah, game. Yeah, dunking is dope. So I heard that I'm like, yes, yipes, that is correct. <laughs> Keep doing it. And of course he did. Yes. He's also got like Pringles and a lot of his Pringles, own key right, phrases yeah. for when things are... So that's that's like one thing though that I think a lot of people like strive to be that is, you know, that funny Oof. commentary because... I feel like a lot of people, those are their favorite commentators, are, are the super funny ones that yep. are, are really just like, you know, come up with crazy sayings and say goofy things on the mic. But yeah, there's also like a, the most dangerous com commentator, I feel, you know. Oh, yeah. There, Yo, let let me talk to you about Majin Obama. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. <laughs> he's a he's, he is literally my favorite commentator um, far and away. And much like Yipes, he, he, he's funny, of course, hysterical right, of course, even, yeah. but. He also, much like Yipes, has 
a rooted understanding of the technicalities of the games that he commentates and also plays them. Uh, Obama played Tekken and Guilty Gear mostly, right, yeah. and he'll he'll be right there in tune, uh, identifying normals and sp and move names even, and uh, predicting match flow, knowing what decisions the players have in mind, and then in when some moods change or when the stakes are a little bit interesting or when he's paired with somebody that brings the humor out of him, yeah, like Giuna for example, <laughs> uh. He'll 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 say things that he'll have to apologize for sometimes. Yeah, and and I, I think that's one of like the the most dangerous things about yeah. being that comedic type of commentary is, uh, you'll say things right, and it's in your brain, it's funny in the moment, but you know, looking back on it, or or someone else might take that and be like, "Ooh, that was just very distasteful." You yeah, know? yeah. There's so, there's a real big example from Evo Japan. Uh, something Majin Obama said while a big Faust bomb was falling from the sky. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, we we won't we won't say it, but no, no. But he he apologized, and it was it was chill. And now yeah. you know he's he's still my dude. Yeah. So. Just one thing to look out for if you're striving to be that comedic type of commentary. Try, yeah, be a little yeah. careful. <laughs> check, well, just check yourself. You yeah. Know? Like, imagine Don't literally go off the everybody yeah. watching you. Yeah. Yeah. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. A wise man once said. Yeah, I mean, that's actually one reason I, I made that video a while back about the rope analogy, right? Really popular fighting game phrase is uh, give them enough rope to hang themselves with. Okay. And uh, I, I kind of, I, I didn't mean to come at it like I was some kind of self-righteous, indignant, like warrior of correct language, mm -hmm. but I just suggested like as commentators, it's our job to speak creatively and articulate a fighting game player experience in a narrativized way and like make a cool story of things. And so it is our job, I think, to also make our language as accessible and like inclusive and not intimidating as possible. And so the idea that conditioning somebody into making a mistake just had to so always essentially be expressed as giving them enough rope to hang themselves with, which is, you know, like a pretty graphic image, right? <laughs> My God. You know, uh, that, that we just don't really need to invoke compared to something like, uh, I don't know, having them light their cigarette at the gas station or some other kind of self-destructive metaphor. Okay, yeah, yeah you know, exactly. There's like so many other things we could say, right? Um, and like, you know, it's really just a preference. Um, we're playing violent video games, of course. You know, a lot of these are even rated M. Yeah. But, uh, but even still, like, commentators find ways to say things all the time so we don't have to get stuck in one thing that some people have already like confided in me that they don't like hearing you know mm -hmm. and then even then like certain terms get coined that is universal it becomes you know yeah so it like commentary is always evolving just like playing you know mm -hmm. commentary is also always evolving people come up with different sayings for things or different ways of saying certain things so yeah, that's, uh, I mean, uh, at, the, at the end of that little video I made, I gave like 50 other alternative phrases that I completely forgot now. So you, know, <laughs> have to you might watch as well just yet. keep saying the rope analogy, I guess, because yeah. I don't have many examples for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. So comedic uh, commentators, very funny, obviously. We love them. Mm -hmm. uh, dangerous, potentially, you know, got to watch yourself. But Yeah, but nobody specs so hard into just being funny that they can't do other things too. Oh, of course. And, yeah. and that's the thing. So I, I'm going to get into the last... Uh, kind of style of commentary that I came up with. Uh, mm -hmm. But of course, there's crossover with all these, you know. I'm not saying Yipes is 
funny, but he doesn't know anything. Yipes yeah. is a very smart player, a very good player. Yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll be like, like oh, oh yeah, yeah, actually, you could have done Stand Fierce there instead of Crouch Medium. Yeah. Kick, and he'll be right. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, but the last kind of uh, commentator that I came up with is like a, a hype guy, you know? Yeah. He's the guy, gets the crowd going, gets people up on their feet, pumping up, you know, yelling, going crazy. People like Tasty Steve, KP, mm -hmm. uh, F Word, yep. those guys all just like, pump up pump up people get people invested you know yeah that's actually really interesting to bring up too in the evolving commentary climate and the, the landscape mm -hmm. of events we actually now for many events have different floor commentators for the live event than the broadcast commentators for the matches there for like uh, when i went to evo in 2018 and i think also ceo in 2019 okay in the venue around the top eight stage there are live commentators just for the people that are there that are your hype men typically yes yeah while the broadcast has the analysis people or the the narrative people mm -hmm. doing their thing yeah that's a good point because I, I remember uh it typically like you know once you get to like a, a top eight stage or something like that they have uh the commentators that are on the stream, you know, and then they also have like hype guys on the stage or or something like that. That you know is like, oh, who's ready? And, and it's usually make some noise. Yeah, some kind of commentator at some point, but uh, yeah, they always have some kind of hype guy, and it's an important role. Um, I think people tend to when they first start commentating, uh, maybe fill in this role because I feel like it it could potentially be the easiest role to fill. Hmm. Not saying it's not important; it is important, but. Uh, I feel like it's it's probably the easier role because you know you just you just go oh when someone gets a command grab wow that's it you know you just go yeah, crazy yeah <laughs> but you see that's the thing when you get an analysis person suddenly actually becoming the hype guy that's how you know the moment's hype is actually like authentic and real you know so you get that synergy between hype commentator and uh, and, and and conventional roles. And then everybody's screaming, and oh, the moment is it. totally sold. Is is our com that camera is just uh, not cooperating at the moment? Yeah, so we're having a little camera difficulty. Let's see what we. Good, Good thing, thing our main, main one is so reliable, huh? It's okay. Like we said, work in progress, learning everything here. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, we, we love want. that screen. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my, my favorite, favorite screen. screen. I've been looking at that since I bought that camera in 2014. Um. So we're gonna just take a F. There it is. We're back That's in me. business. Yes, back on the monkey business. My camera, my close-up one. <laughs> I think it's fitting that it's the camera that I brought to the studio that delivers the close-up of me. That also sometimes doesn't after twenty <laughs> minutes pass. Right. So where yeah. were we? Uh, hype commentator, important. Yeah, the different easy. categories. Uh, where would you classify yourself? Everybody classifies me as the analytical commentator mm -hmm. who's data-driven. That's exactly where I'd put you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every single person does it. But I have been trying to practice taking the analysis and delivering it at obscene speeds. Okay. Like, I want to be fast on it um, because that will give me more time to pass the mic over to a co-commentator who can mm -hmm. make something conversational with what I gave them okay. in whatever tone they add, whether that's hype or funny or just um, kind of uh, bouncing off of me, learning from my analysis or me, maybe they'll give me the stage to teach them something different about a character or a matchup 
before that information becomes relevant in the match. Ah, true. And then you can also, like, once you have that information, you Mm -hmm. can potentially come up with something. Yeah. The pitfall of the analytical commentator is just sounding like a nerd who is trying to share their data just for the sake of data. You don't want to be a textbook. Because, I mean, a textbook of just frame data, it's useless. Mm Mm-hmm. It, uh, you don't want to just be removing the context of the situation from your data. You always need to have the player's choices guiding your articulation of the moment. Um, and so whether you're explaining what their choice was and why it was or what their next choice could be, you have to minimize the data on its own and maximize the, the in-match player choice narrative and try and guide people towards how it might evolve like we were saying earlier it's so rewarding when yeah people see things happening that you indicated could right, happen exactly yeah for myself uh i don't commentate too much i like to um from time to time but for right now i'm more focused on playing commentary mm-hmm. of course though i do enjoy it and if it needs the position filled i am up to the task yeah uh, i definitely consider myself the hype guy yeah i just yeah, love yeah. going crazy and, and getting people pumped up and stuff you, well you always play those exciting characters too real showman except cammy she is not <laughs> yeah not that, that was really quite a contrast <laughs> but yeah other than that we're good though yeah. um so one thing i did want to ask though before we wrap up this commentator section favorite commentator Majin obama yeah you did state that yeah, Majin Majin obama. Obama. mine z Okay, <laughs> he's a funny. He's the funniest. See, actually, the thing the thing about him is he sounds like the analytical, nerdy frame data guy, but he's yeah. so funny. Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. like the driest humor, but that's my favorite kind. So he takes these long terms <laughs> yeah, sometimes. That's a really good impression. Just to arrive at a joke. <laughs> Nothing about the match. No, no, just uh. Just some kind of joke about his buddy Cian, Razor Cian. He always brings up Razor Cian yeah. somehow. Wow, that's cool. so fun. That's a really good impression, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I, I actually can do commentator impressions all day. <laughs> it's one thing that's helpful for developing your own style is really, really having a thorough understanding of everybody else's. Right, especially if you're going to be commentating with someone. It's helpful to know what that person does, what their mannerisms are, yeah. how they talk, when they allow you the spot to speak. Yeah. There's uh, something I learned from comedy, from Norm MacDonald in particular, mm, was that every funny. every impression ever can only be a well-delivered and a good impression if it comes from a place of love. And so... Imitation is the highest form of flattery. Yeah, Isn't that that's what they true. say? That, that's a true, that is a true general saying, yeah. That is what they say. I've heard that everywhere. <laughs> uh, um, and so, like commentators can often be quite good at impressions mm-hmm. and yipes of course is the best example of that too he's a man for y- sure yipes punk impression oh i love the punk impression y- yipes k brad impression <laughs> <laughs> yipes uh, anyone impression yeah he's just he's just the best yeah yipes high on the tier list for sure I there think, is a commentator tier list out there and i yeah. looked on it and i thought it was kind of whack but yeah each per- i mean each person has their own taste so you know yeah there's not much you can say about that in my in my correct opinion <laughs> the most flexible commentator is sajam he can do anything um but the best and the ones that make the streams are yipes Majin obama those are my favorites mm-hmm. there you uh, go yeah i've never heard them together maybe one day yeah 
All right, though. That is our commentator uh, section here of the podcast. We're going to be moving on now to CEO. Big major tournament this weekend. Uh, We're literally moving on to it in a few hours. We're going to be on our flights. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, arriving, I won't, maybe I won't even get to wear this jacket in Florida. I I told them this was my costume one. But I mean, it's going to be Alternate like seventy costume, degrees out shirtless. there. Yeah, <laughs> shirtless on commentary with just the glasses. Ooh, I'd look like Happy Chaos. Right. Yeah. I have the same body and blue skin. That's <laughs> down there. So uh, let's see, though. CEO first tournament major back since COVID happened. Really, you know. I went to Summer Jam. You went to Summer Jam. There was Summer Jam, and there was NEC. Yeah. Uh, not the same level, though. Definitely not. So we have here. <clears throat> Just look at the number. The number know. of entrants for each game. Total over 3,100 entrants. We have Smash Ultimate, almost 800 entrants. Guilty Gear, 750. Tekken, almost 500. Street Fighter, 450. D- yeah. DBZ, 300. MK11, 260. That is amazing to me. Yeah, those numbers are the best they've ever seen yeah, for an offline. I that think. is amazing to me for 260 MK. I think that's the highest since Combo Breaker 2019. That I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah, I don't even know if that's higher. It could be. It's probably not higher. I don't think. Yeah. Because Combo Breaker was kind of becoming NRS's like home NRS, tournament. Yeah. But CEO has always been the second there. Um, the community historically hasn't cared so much about Evo outside no. of the years where it's main stage. Yeah. Um, but you, you, there's always some kind of squabble about first to two versus first to three, mm-hmm. except for in MK11. Everybody just kind of just chose to accept that MK11 was a first to two game. What a crime. First to two should not be in any fighting game, and that's that. None, none. I mean, like... If you have three rounds, it's an exception, but I think three games is better than three rounds. Plus, three games gives you the character switch options yeah, that's exactly and all those interesting it. things to explore. Stage and music switch, I mean, that could be hype. <laughs> Stage actually could be important, depending on what game you're playing. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, Injustice, Interactables. Yep. Uh, what Te- else? Tekken, Tekken has walls yeah. versus no walls, right. Infinites. I actually think Strive needs to stay first to two with three round games because we can't get into the interesting part of any of the music. Literally <laughs> all of the songs, especially with like my bus ass rounds, just they just end before we even get to the drop or the bridge or any of the cool parts of the classic Guilty Gear songs. I definitely uh, I definitely feel that and I'm in a similar boat. <laughs> I mean, maybe we just have to stop killing people so fast we have to when play, we play who's this the slowest? We have to play Faust. That's it. Yeah. yeah. He's the slowest killing character. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> so, all right. Back to the numbers, though. Grand Blue, 232. The biggest Grand Blue tournament in North American history. That's also amazing. Mm-hmm. The fact that this game's been out for so long. Uh so long and typically like it's you know numbers dwindle as yeah. as the game comes out but that that's amazing that this game's been out for how long now uh january 2020 i got the hong kong version came out in uh the last week of february in north america okay and then covid was two weeks later yeah so that too that's another uh, big thing that that covid could have you know killed it but whatever yeah obviously uh, it didn't people are coming out they're they're hyped for grand blue so i'm pretty hyped yeah, there's Catch also monkey a, business on commentary. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there, and I'll also be in the crowd, screaming with my already lost voice at the ten v ten, East Coast versus the World exhibition that's happening there. Mm. I think that's going to be on Origin Trees stream. Um, I think the World has a pretty fair shot because the World 
comprised of mostly West Coast players has Zombie Moo on the team. Okay. And Zombie Moo, the Cagliostro player, has not lost a Grand Blue tournament or been placed into losers for the past like six months. No, <laughs> nobody has the work ethic or the care or like wherewithal to just beat Zombie Moo. Yeah. In any in, in in any set that I've seen, All right. also one. You never know, at, though. Yeah, this could be the event. Also, also there's ten people who have a chance to do it in an exhibition, yeah. but I mean, hey, he's I saying think, it now. Nobody's beating Zombie Move. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's that'll also be my prediction for the singles tournament bracket. It's uh, it's, it's just it's been, been so uh, evident for so long that mm -hmm. people are not at his level in the U.S. And, uh, I mean, it, it'll be nice to see it proven on the biggest stage that the game has ever had, I think. I'm a Zombie Moo fan. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know too much about the player, but mm. I'm sure he's a beast. Yeah, absolute <laughs> beast. Yeah, so wrapping this up, uh, Marvel 3, BB Tag, and Skull, Girl, Skull Girls all around 150 entrants, which yeah. is still really good. You know, Marvel 3, that game's like 15 years old, basically. Yeah, it came out in 2010. Yeah, Jesus. And, yeah, uh... It's so ancient, but it's just being played now on like Parsec, yeah, kind of a, a new like year's a innovation for yeah. sure. Yeah, which is pretty interesting. I actually just mm -hmm. bought the game on a Steam sale, so dude, yeah, you <laughs> got to run that game. It's what I love about that game is the presentation. It's so pretty and so fast paced. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get in its own way ever. And all these characters for their supers, they have these like mad iconic voice lines. Every time Virgil powers up and puts the swords around him, and he's like, "Might controls everything." <laughs> I love that line. Need more power. You know, such a hype game to watch. And I mean, it's commentators are so typically hype commentators, kind of like how Tekken mm -hmm. leans towards hype as well. We got Just because you got to match the game us. pace somehow. And she's gone. Well, that was a nice rocket reveal for the yeah. live stream. Just, uh, just a little tease. She'll, uh, she'll hop in every now and then. Yeah. So, but what I want to get into now about CEO, now that we said the numbers, what do you expect? What kind of, so, so, like I said, you know, first major back, mm -hmm. it's been a long time since we've seen any of these people. What kind of stuff do you expect? Well, hopefully the online tournament running atmosphere has given RTOs and our volunteer bracket runners enough practice over the past two years to still remember how to run things smoothly and efficiently. And I think it will. Because there's just so many, so much staff on mm -hmm. CEO this year. There is a lot. Um, not just like Jabali's core group, but also like a Tawn from Tampa Never Sleeps coming in with his crew. Uh, he's who I've been working with on commentary. Uh, so very thankful for him and company. Um, I'm expecting a lot of people to kind of. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I should expect any blowups in the way of like vaccination cards and like proof of. Uh, I, I see yeah. that. I don't expect too much hassle in. Yeah. Um, I, I think everybody there is understanding that, you know, you need your vaccine or you yeah. need your test or whatever. Yeah. If anybody has any trouble with that, I'll be a little bit surprised. Mm -hmm. um, but I can see that um, brackets potentially being held, uh, people not being where they're supposed to be. There, There's, you know, 3,100 people, which is. Probably the biggest tournament I've been to besides Evo 2016. I bet there's a lot of first-time tournament. Oh, I bet too. there's a ton of first-time entrants. So a lot of people not going to mm -hmm. be, you know, knowing what to expect. You know, yeah, so. Strive comes to mind. People Strive, are like, yeah, definitely. Where do we go for? You know, you have to follow your signs, right? If you're in Pool A3, there's somewhere in the venue there's a roll, a row of pools for the letter A. 
and you follow that number either down the row or left to right, and eventually you arrive at, at your pool, and you contact your bracket runner who's probably got a clipboard. And a special shirt. Yeah, a special shirt. Maybe a megaphone, shirt. you never know. Hopefully a megaphone so you can hear them across the venue, but that's not often a luxury you have. And so what you end up having to do is establish your name, your presence, your face with them, look close, don't be afraid to tap them on the shoulder, you know, I mean, don't bother oh, yeah. them, right? But like, you know, you, be you, a clear communicator. Be known, right? You, yeah. you, they, you want your bracket runner to know who you are and know that you're there on time or, mm -hmm. or where you're going to be. If you're going to be somewhere, let them know because yep. there's nothing more annoying than being a bracket runner and not knowing where someone is, if you just saw them or if somebody else says, Oh, I just saw him. He's here. Well, I'm the bracket runner. I don't know where he is, you know, yeah. and I don't care if you saw him. I need to know. So yeah. make e it known, please. <laughs> Even if you think it's annoying to say, tell your bracket runner, if you're running to the bathroom or if you have to play another match in a, in a simultaneous bracket, they'll be understanding of that situation probably because they have been on the other end of a fighting game tournament where they rely on volunteer bracket runners They've entered multiple games before, maybe, and you just do the best you can with the communication. And I mean, I, uh, I have, since I started being more actively communicating with my bracket runners, I've never been DQ'd from anything. And yeah. I've entered like three simultaneous games before. I've been DQ'd, but because I'm like, I don't want to play that game anymore, so yeah. I'm just not going to go. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, I should have gone and told them just like, yo, dude, just DQ me. I'm not going to play. So if that's what you want to do, if you decide, hey, you know, I'm in oh, I'm almost in top eight of Mortal Kombat. I don't feel like going to play Guilty Gear. Yep. Just go tell your TO, dude. Be yeah. like, hey, uh, I'm in top eight, or I'm about to be in top eight, you know, just DQ me or delay my match as long as possible, potentially. It saves so much hassle. Yeah. And uh, for other people that uh, might be making first-time travel considerations, uh, you know, make sure you got your, your, your toiletries and whatnot for the hotel, Right. the 48 hour deodorant. You want to apply that still every 24 hours. Yeah. You know, some of us have learned the hard way that the 72 hour speed stick doesn't last all 72 hours at the same level of effectiveness. No. It's like a, it's like a very exponential, like boom, drops off real hard and yeah. then slowly decays. Yeah. Although having a distinct smell could be a way make sure your volunteer bracket runner knows exactly where you are. That is not times. what you want, folks. Do not take any of uh, that kind of advice. <laughs> I don't know, man. Very distinct smells are uh, distinct. Mm -hmm. So, let's see. What else? That's about it that I got for what to expect there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to be an amazing thing to bear witness to, even online, because... As, I found, as a spectator, you're saying? Yeah. Watching it even online is going to be amazing, because... The timeline is going to be filled with live reactions to matches that, I mean, there's going to be upsets, right? Just the double elimination bracket guarantees us such an interesting narrative. Right. And because it's offline on a stage with spectacle and great stream production value, mm -hmm. people are actually going to watch it. What's hurt me the most over the online era of fighting games in the pandemic era is that, yes, we had online events and they had some communities of viewership, small little online micro communities, which sometimes were even based in regions, you know, even still, it was never the electrifying stream that you watch when you watch something offline right. where the commentators are right there with the players and with each other. And there's less downtime between matches because we're not dealing with dumb invite systems or True. like players who that, aren't showing that up. That is going to be actually a huge thing that yeah. that I feel like a lot of 
new players and also new spectators mm-hmm. like aren't going to be ready for you know and just it's going to be amazing how, how for the actually new like action packed it is because they're not sitting here waiting 30 minutes between a match for the whole round to get updated or because one guy won't report his score like yeah. as soon as the match is over everybody knows everyone is right there watching it so yeah, yeah, it's we easy. don't have to we don't have to like dispute file a claim a ticket whatever it's called yeah submit your scores right. and get it checked L- let me speak to the people real quick all right I've been commentating online for two years. I'm very thankful that we've been able to crowdfund and fundraise on the free platform of matcharino.com. But I can only provide so many segues into a Matcharino page in a 30-minute time span between matches. I have been probably shouting out Matcharino pages like at least once a week, 30 times a day for the past two years. It is the easiest segue. It's ready in my head at any time. Any thought you have, I can somehow transition it into a Maturino page. But as CEO, I think we just have big prize pots from the amount of players that are attending. And even the commentators, rather than always having to talk about the same thing, the Maturino page between matches, can just talk about how the event is developing and like what it's like to be there and the, the narratives they're watching unfold in the bracket. That's true. It's going to be so nice to not have to... I mean, I'll, I'll shill anything. I'll shill everything else and anything else. And even if there is somehow a Matcharino page for CEO, I'll shill that too. But yeah. like, man, I'm excited to not have to. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so that goes into, I guess, the next thing, right? You're commentating. Tell people when to find you. Okay, so <laughs> you got you got, you got to follow. We kind of went through it a little bit, yeah. but I want um, the uh, the 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 breakdown completely. So I think Grand Blue. And MK, the two games that aren't Street Fighter, are both on Saturday. Okay. Um, I have it written down in my phone somewhere, but I, I, I don't yet know how to like present it as one cohesive thought. But well, let's Street see, let's Fighter see. top twenty four to top eight okay. is uh, like noon time on Sunday. Okay. And so that's like preparing the main event of the top eight, serving it up, and kind of putting the pieces in place for the finals. I'm, that that's definitely the block you're going to want to hear me on, and you're going to hear me for the longest. That's going to be the most exciting, too, yeah. I feel. To yeah. both commentate and watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, MK, top 96 or so with Big B sometime on Saturday. That'll also be fun. But, you know, I just like saying that I have Friday and Saturday and Sunday to commentate because I do. Three that's days. nice. For me, on the other hand, pretty simple. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive, Pool D4, Friday... At six. That's it. That's everything you need to know. <laughs> I'm not commentating. I'm not playing any other game. Pools Friday, pool D4. Uh, check me out. I should. Looked at my pool, feel pretty confident. So Yeah. Did, what, did you recognize any names? Uh, no. <laughs> if you recognize no names, <laughs> I guess you have no reason to be unconfident. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been able to practice as much as I'd like. I've been super busy lately, but uh, the practice that I have gotten, I, I feel pretty good about. So, mm. so. We're chilling. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you uh, stay that confident and, you know, maybe even stay ignorant. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I think I'm, I think ignorance, they say, isn't ignorance is bliss? Bliss. Bliss. What am I talking? Bless the rapper bless. from Canada. Ignorance is bliss. It's definitely like true, you know? Yeah. Because <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, I also coach wrestling and dude, so many times my wrestlers or come up to me and be like, oh, is my, is my opponent good? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. He sucks. You know? Assume that you're better yeah. so you can win with He's confidence. Terrible. You know, go out there and just smash him. And that's 
the exact same thing that I take into uh, a match against someone I don't know. Yeah. And some people may say, oh, that's like kind of bad, you know, because what if he's really good? And I'm like, I don't care. If I go in there and I think I'm better than this guy, I'm going to beat him. Yeah. (laughs) Daigo says you shouldn't underestimate anybody ever. But I say that at some point in a fighting game, you're going to be playing a mirror match. And you want to be the alpha in yeah, the mirror match who sets the pace. Yeah, you don't want to be better than you no. and your own character. This isn't some kind of ex- fair exchange of information. <laughs> this is a fighting game match, which means, oh, it's like a conversation. No, 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 no. It's a shouting match. It's a one-player game. Yeah, <laughs> when, I, when, I'm scre- when, I'm, when I'm having my fighting game conversation in a mirror match, I'm just doing what they want to do better and louder with more exclamation points in bold font. You know, they're doing Souls Night Raid Vortex, and I'm doing Vortex! (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're they're doing Volcanic Viper, and I'm uh, doing, you know, Volcanic Viper! (laughs) All right, so that's where to uh, find us both. You'll find Monkey Business on commentary every day, all day, you name it. Me, Pool D4, Friday at 6, Guilty Gear. Yeah. Look uh, for me in the crowd hyping up the East Coast as we try to beat Zombie and Grand Blue in the 10v10. <laughs> Maybe I'll somehow sneak my way into that and be a third commentator just by screaming loud enough. Shout out to crowd commentators who manage to just like be audible on the mic oh, yeah, those from are the, the crowd. Best. Yeah, those are the best. I love that. Yeah. Everybody so has like, one of those. This guy sucks. Or, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Or, yeah, just, yeah, you just, just hear it yeah. somehow. It's just perfect, picture perfect. Yeah. All right, so last thing here I want to do before we get into the badge here is I want you to do, we'll both do our predictions for, mm-hmm. uh, let, let's say that our top three games for yep. Guilty Gear. So let's go Mortal Kombat 11. Who you got? Winning, just winning, that's it. Well, that game, I mean, it, it's missing some of the kind of uh, like household MK11 Pro Tour names, um, but I did see a couple of them also coming out. Uh, but, you know, like no Sonic Fox, no Dragon, right? yeah. no, none of the big That's two, a good big point, three, yeah. big four. But Hayate is there. Foxy Grandpa's there. Uh, you know, the Canadians, the Europeans. Um, didn't see Tekken Master. No, I didn't see. Traveling is kind of hard right now, Yeah, I bet that's hard. Um, but um, I, uh, I, I was trying to reminisce I have fond memories of the the Fujin of Hayate, so I was I was going in on him. That's that's my prediction. Yeah. For me, I have Ludi. Oh yeah. No cap. No cap. Ludi is gonna win CEO, twenty twenty one. Yeah. No cap. Uh, okay, listen. The the year of Cabal has started. Okay, he's been on this grind Ludi, for so long. Exactly. That's one thing that that see we have a little bit of insider knowledge because. Yeah. You know, we both know Ludi, monkey business brother, for those of you who don't know. That's right. My uh, literal biological blood brother who's taller guy. than me and doesn't look very much like me, according to everyone <laughs> that I've talked it's to. It's true. Yeah. This guy, though, Ludi, has been grinding, and he is crushing the game lately. Yeah. He is my pick to win CEO. Bro, if Ludi wins CEO, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to just, while it's happening, like, even if he gets to the top three, I'm just stealing the mic from whoever's commentating. Oh, you have to. I am stealing it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll both be out there. You'll get out the way. Yeah, get out the way. This, we have been commentating and watching the development of his play for way longer than anybody. We, and I mean, we've seen it. He, he, he crushed everybody on his own in that 2v2 Slayer tournament online. He went to Syracuse. He beat his biggest uh, um, long-time... Uh, gatekeeper Sunio yeah. offline for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Sunayo, unfortunately, not going to be able to make it. He was the RoboCop player that we both predicted would be absolutely tearing it up. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunate, these circumstances. Uh, but, I mean, Ludi, Ludi Cabal, the, uh, the, the prodigal son, <laughs> Kerbalicious's greatest project. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's a project of all of us, really. Yeah, really. So hey, when he me, wins, yeah. we just uh, we uh, we win through him. Yeah. Also, he's beaten Kerbo in the mirror sometimes, so I don't want to mm -hmm. say he's just Kerbo's yeah, project. Yeah. But uh, you know, they definitely work together. It's really interesting that the two Cabal players they talk a lot of, of strategy. World, yeah. I mean, I see them in our in our private chat, just yeah. going all day, just yeah, talking about nonstop. The it's great. I really welcome it. All right. So. Basically, we both pick Ludi to win. Yeah, I was I was just joking about that kind of Hayate thing. I mean, Hayate has not seen a Cabal like Ludi, and I bet Ludi has seen a Fujin like Hayate's. That's a good point. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Street Fighter Five. I'll go first this time. You got to go Punk. All right, I'll go second. Also Punk, <laughs> but Grand Finals against Phenom, the one foreign player that we saw, uh, like non-North American player, who traveled all the way out here, at least ones that we know. Phenom and Punk have a long rivalry. You remember they were the Grand Finals of E-League in 2017. Mm. And uh, I remember it was so tragic. Phenom dropped a like, yes, game-winning combo Yes, I remember. I do remember that. Yeah, and Phenom was like, damn, yo. I, uh, I I really should have won that. Uh, <laughs> Phenom Phenom's that player that like I feel like he doesn't get the credit he deserves, and he he's kind of he's kind of like often. he's kind of like gets forgotten a it's lot. It's weird, but he's, he's, he's always so good. Every I swear, I swear to God, he's there. He's making top eight at least. Yeah, you know, and probably top four. He also secretly has the whole cast in his pocket. Mm, he, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, he, a he's the only Nikali left. Right. B he also has Karen and Guile. Um, he covers every matchup, and nobody knows who Nikali is anymore. So right. he yeah, could that probably character, win on is that. he even in the game? He was You'll like know the when mascot. you get command grab six times in a row. Right out of face. <laughs> it's so cool. I love. I, I mean, it's why am I the only the person left who likes Nikali? No, I like Nikali. <laughs> good. I'm, good. A, I'm a fan. You know, people don't like Nikali because he has to DP to anti-air, and it's just too hard. Yeah. He has it's no anti-air It's not season one anymore where you got jab, you know? Yeah, it really isn't. Man, that, that made him so good. Holy shit, I remember... Mika had an entire jab. Dude, entire jab was like, bro, way yeah. too good. I loved it. I totally loved <laughs> Playing it. Playing MK. Yeah. Oh, shit. They should bring that back so I can entire cross-ups with Mika because her crouch medium punch doesn't do it anymore. All right. So we got, we both have Punk versus Phenom Grand Finals. Punk taking it. Yeah. That's kind of like an E-League repeat, but hopefully without the drop. Yeah. Let's move on to Guilty Gear. This is the main game, I'd say, for both of us. Mm-hmm. Both playing, watching, excited for. Yeah. I want Agreed. you to go first here. So I got Diaphone. Uh, Diaphone has been the exemplary Eno player in the world for the past while, at least ever since. Uh -huh. Decisively defeating Daru Eno at Red Bull Kumite. Right. I was going to say it, it was between the two, but mm -hmm. Diaphone laid down the smacketh down. Four rounds to one it was. It was very quick. Diaphone still, he'll be crediting uh, Daru as like still the you know rep of the world. Yeah, but, very humble. I mean, very humble. But it's not just that Diaphone beat Daru in the mirror. Diaphone also beat the people that Daru lost to in the group stage, advanced to grand finals of the tournament, and then contested against Gobo for two games. Something that like yeah. only otherwise only Apology Man was going to do straight up. Yeah, definitely had a really good showing at Kumite. Mm -hmm. um, 
we've we've known Diaphone a long time. He's literally our secret local. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we've known Diaphone a long time, and he's always been good. But in this game, he really like broke through to that that top player. He's always been in Grand Blue. Know, he was too, but okay. Guilty Gear is a bigger release. Yeah, and, I think uh, he, that's the thing. Uh, people may not know. It's not as many people, you know, know about Grand Blue as they yep. do Street Fighter, even Mortal Kombat, which Diaphone did play. Yeah. Um, and but, Injustice. Injustice, yeah. He, he was really everything. good, yeah. So Diaphone, amazing player, uh, really broke through, you know. He's yeah. definitely a top player now. Technical master. He digs straight into the game engine in every game he plays and finds the, uh, the, the most efficient exploits. I remember in MKX, he was teaching me how to OS command grabs yes, off down one. Yes, dude, he's, he's so good at, like, figuring out the cheap stuff and just, like, running with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, I remember... I, 2015 MKX tournament called Buffalo Brawl. Mm -hmm. Biohazard came down and right. runs into this diaphony, diaphony, yeah. diaphone guy. And, <laughs> and, and diaphone just beats him with a like commando Kano yeah. against Ferator. Down one command grab. Yo, like, that's it. That's that. all he did. And Biohazard, it was in losers. He's just eliminated before like top 16 or top eight at this random tournament in Buffalo because of diaphone. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, like Bio or, or diaphone knew he wasn't better than Bio. Not, yeah. not in Mortal Kombat, but he knew he just got, he he knew how to beat him. That's it. To beat someone in a tournament, you only have to be better than them yeah. or outplaying them or out gimmicking them for four rounds. Right. Which could be less than like six minutes. It's not a permanent status thing and you don't have to get in your own head about how much it means. Right. Yeah. You just have that, to beat them for goes, such a short amount of time. That goes along with our thing of, you know, you don't have to, uh, under or underestimate whatever your opponents was or yeah, whatever yeah. Daigo said. Daigo, Daigo says, says don't underestimate anybody. Don't underestimate yeah. anybody. But we yeah. say underestimate underestimate <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Seriously, like invest in yourself. You can do anything you set your mind and your hands to, and don't hesitate. You know, a lot of people they're oh they're up against a famous player, so they have to show they know the rules of the game by blocking a lot and ah. down back, whack. Miss me with this wand factor. I dropped my combo because they're famous shit. Yeah. Just just mess them up, you know? Do, do your do thing. Do it. Uh, wake up DP every time, you know? The, the buttons are there to be pressed. Mm -hmm. But, so that goes for me. Monkey Business picks iPhone. I mm. go with myself. But if I don't pick myself, I pick Lord Knight. Yeah. Lord Knight secretly playing the top one character in the game. Milia? Yep. The secret top one. Secret top one. I'm interested that you feel that way. Not many people know about that, but I pick Lord Knight. He's a Guilty Gear vet, ultra yeah. vet. Super vet. Super yeah. amazing ultra vet. And yeah. I feel like I haven't seen him in too many online things. Yeah, I don't think he prefers entering online so stuff. I feel like people are going to sleep on him, and mm -hmm. I don't know how many other top, top tier Melia players there are. So I feel like... He's definitely the best. Oh, he's definitely the best. Yeah. And I feel like uh, Lord Knight might come in with a little bit of something-something that people yeah. aren't ready for. I mean, it would be very American fighting games to have Eno and Milia set play queens going at it in grand finals. That not, would be not a single invincible meterless reversal between them, you know? Both of them just with their supers. Mm -hmm. Actually, I mean, uh, that, that would be a really fast matchup one way or another if that were grand finals. I, I might hope that they play super patient in compensation. Yeah. But Millie is a lot better at playing patient and moving backwards than Eno is. Yeah. You know, literally, she like she can't move back. She just hover dashes forward. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, I guess you know, in the realms that we understand among those four games, where we can make predictions, 
that's about all we got. I, of course, have Zombie in Grand Blue, uh, Zombie Moo, Indestructible Cagliostro. Haven't seen them lose. Can't bet against them. Not that it's uninteresting. I always love seeing the different ways that he wins, but I know he's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a fact. So um, I say that's all we got when it comes to CEO. Yeah. The commentary. Yeah. Community effort Orlando. The new uh, characters. It's been a nice show. I think uh, we've been running about an hour and a half. Yeah, typically like I'd say uh, we're going to go shoot for around an hour, maybe a little over. This being the debut episode, we got a lot to say. Yeah. Uh, we're still working. We're going to get everything. We had a slight technical difficulty in the center. Yeah, right. You know, uh, this show, we were mashing H with Happy Chaos. Right. Next but show. But the next show, we're going to be steady aiming with right. two hands. Exactly. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, but I say we get to our ending segment here with our badge. Yes. Our badge or perhaps our uh, lanyard or uh, bracelet. Shout out to the ASICS Tiger. Oh, yeah? <laughs> is, that, is that the shoebox? That's the shoebox. All right, Can reach I in there, it? Monkey Business, pick out a badge, and we'll see what we get. I'll try not to look at our screen. It's okay. I'm just going to close my eyes. This one. We got two. Oh, we got two. Oh, we got one. And, oh, a good one. We've both been here. Yeah, good game con badge. So good game con. 2016. This one's ancient. Is it? Yeah. 2016. We'll get a close-up over here. Yeah. Oh, wrong oh. one. There nice. it is. There it is. Pretty nice looking. Uh, this was actually Toryukin. Uh, this was when Toryukin was at uh, 2016. Or yeah. I mean, Toryukin was at Good Game Con. Um, you were there. It was yep. MKX. Yes. It was. Oh, God. This is it. where Newbie and Ben. Sunio. Beat, yeah, sorry. Newbie and Sunio beat both the Commander brothers. Yeah, in top eight. I believe yeah, the, that the, was the, this. Oh, that was, that was a brotherly bloodbath yeah. right there. So. We, I remember Our it was Toryukin was there for Street Fighter Five. This, this is when like K Brad, Jay Wong, uh, Julio, yeah, Echo all, Fox, Julio, the first all, Echo yeah, Fox, they were all like crushing it in Street Fighter. Actually, I, I remember like playing Street Fighter, but uh, MKX was still my main game. Me too. I was, uh, I see newbie like. Like beating Honeybee, and I lost in Street Fighter with something. Lasher Takeda. Yeah, I, I like lost in Street Fighter, and I come sprinting over to MK. I'm like, let's fucking go, Newbie! Yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> after a loss, like so yeah. hyped to be a crowd I was just monster. like, not. I was just like, all right, I don't even care that I lost in. Yeah. in I lost. To, uh, I don't remember who. I don't care. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah. So that's what. That's my story. Uh, I remember some stories from this event as well. Mm -hmm. So. Tori, you can the 2016. With the badge gets a dog. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> pass, pass it to me. So. Echo Fox Julio, the first Echo Fox, you know, esports fighting game player, is playing Ken against one Toronto local who is well known to the local organizer, uh, Russell Ordana of Toronto. That local of his, he uh, he goes by Bus, mm -hmm. but to his real locals, he goes by Bang Bus. That, that's his secret, his real tag. Yes, it is. And that was the chant that emerged in the crowd when Toronto Street Fighter HQ bus was up around about to 2 0 Julio Fuentes of Echo Fox, who was here in Toronto from like California, mm -hmm. you know, Cali boy. And it's 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 buses birdie just bussing ass. Yeah, he, and he, nobody knows. Well, these guys don't know who buses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the locals, oh yeah, in Toronto they do, and, and they, they have this chant. Yeah. 
and they're they're they they got they're pounding their chest. The Toronto people are so the wild. Toronto they party people, dude, so hard. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I've been there once to the Toronto Street Fighter HQ. It's a it's a storage unit on the side of the highway. Yep, I'm, I'm aware. Was there. I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were we were partying, man. And it was because <laughs> of bus we were partying. That dude and, likes to party. You know, there were different legality statuses for different uh, drugs at the time in Canada versus the U.S. So the Toronto Street Fighter HQ was a very different place than anywhere in the U.S. really. And so this dude who I've already had this experience with at the at the HQ, right, who won the mystery game tournament grand finals at the HQ, is up there against Julio and I'm in the crowd standing. I, I'm like, I get there just right in time. They're chanting his name and he just like crush counter heavy kicks the hell out of Julio into like a decently optimal combo and Julio just exploded and died. It's season one birdie damage. I, I remember specifically that match. Yeah. The way he won, like won the whole set. Julio did low forward into fireball and bus armored headbutt through it oh, he, to, he, to win it. That's, that's so cool. And okay. and everybody yeah. goes crazy. Wow. Yeah, like, did, yeah, people did the like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so, so sick. So that's a good uh that's a good uh a uh, couple stories we got there from yeah. good, good old Toryukin. Short think, shout uh, out to uh, Russell up there. I think I was playing Shaolin Kunjin at the yep, time. Yeah, you were. Um, I don't remember how I did. Oh, actually, uh, so Cyrax was out by then, and I actually had a run back against uh, Winter Wars, my my 2015 mm-hmm. MKX rival. And I think we we had a two v two, didn't we? We were on a team against him and Saki, the Quan. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Yeah, and I, we lost to. We lost to somebody really bad. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, Damn. I remember. I, I was just like, yeah. Saki's Quan Chi, though, yeah. man. That was. Oh. Yeah. 2016 Quan was different than 2015 Quan, but it's even still, both, the character both was early in our FTC career. So yeah, it was cool that we both got to go. It was. Uh, was that the tournament also where they had a fourth place prize for one of the Newbauer brothers? He got a medal. Yeah, yeah okay. he got so, a medal, and he, he rubbed it in newbie's face, dude. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So there was a fourth place prize that year? I don't year, know if there was it? money, but there was a medal. Okay. Yeah, so uh, one of the Neubauer brothers or friends, uh, I think it might have been the year after that there was a fourth place medal. And so they one of them put the other into fourth place and eliminated them and was like, damn, I get no money, no medal. Yeah. And then Russell walks Sumi out with OB. a wooden medal. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, haha, you both get medals this That's time. Awesome. Yeah. All right, though. Um, you got anything else to say? Well, we're going to come back from CEO with new lanyards, new 2021 lanyards, editions. New badges, new stories. Yeah. New, hopefully some new hardware from me. That would be awesome. New nice insight. C- Maybe you'll see a nice CEO belt hanging in the background. That'd be sick. <laughs> Cammy wear the CEO yeah, belt. If I get the CEO belt, Cammy, you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Nago. Every Sean is gone. Everything is Nago up here. Yeah. But yeah. I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in here. Uh, the debut episode, like we said, this has been hour 50 we're going on. Typically, we'll be around at hour 15 uh, here every Wednesday. Follow us, all the socials. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they can pop, pop up, up at the bottom of the screen somewhere. I bet we have like a built-in overlay for that. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you've been listening to Monkey Business over here. Talk. Uh, that's at FG Monkey Business on Twitter. But more importantly, at seven gold letters on Twitter. Seven, the fit. number seven gold letters. Yeah. 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 Everywhere else, it's seven written out golden letters. So uh, it's unfortunate that we can't be consistent, but sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. And the cookie crumbles 
not so often perfect in Seven Golden Letters, but one piece at a time, a war of attrition between my grasp on it and the crumbling. Like most fighting game rounds. Right. Not so perfect. Yeah, so that's it, guys. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the debut episode. Uh, I got nothing else. Yeah, I broke a sweat talking here. You broke a sweat. I'm wearing my jacket. We'll be back next week. I'll get this off right now. <laughs> Quick, before the stream sees too much of me. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Peace. Peace out, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got everyone's station here, and in this video, I'm going to show you how to do the basics. You know me by name and are watching this. <laughs> you know me as a local. You fearless. No, I'm not talking about no tier list. No tier list. It's never happened. Alright. Put your one in the possible pressure. Try and have to always give it right here. Back three. 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 You can lock. I'll be I'll be seeing in 3D the whole weekend, extracting all the depth out of every decision I observe. A monkey business, and this is the pilot. The seven golden letters. Woo!